0: hello welcome to another pc boys podcast and we're on take three of this podcast now because i've had two interruptions um, okay sorry if i sound a little irritated it's just because when you do 20 minutes and then five minutes of a podcast and then you have to restart everything because you can't pause a podcast it's very upsetting so um today we are obviously talking about a topic that i've wanted to talk about and that is spider-man rejoining the mcu and Kevin Feige's comments. Um there's a few things that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the comments that Kevin Feige made in his in his uh quote um and we're going to talk about why Spider-Man is the MCU saving grace. And um yeah, that's really about it. It's going to it's going to really be about the the quote, a little bit about the deal, uh information. Um but yeah, basically that's what it is. So, without further ado, let me tell you about the uh, deal um, information. So the deal information that we got is that uh, Marvel and Sony came to an agreement that Sony would be giving Marvel and Disney uh, 25% of the Spider-Man solo film's uh, earnings. How much it makes, uh, in other words. And in return, Sony can use Tom Holland Spider-Man, I don't know if that means the MCU version, or just the actor in their own Spider-Verse that they're creating, or, or Spider-Man cinematic universe, with Venom, Morbius, and whatever else is to come down the road, uh, like Black Cat and Silver Sable. which, by the way, the MCU needs a Black Cat at some point down the road. Uh, maybe not right now, probably let Peter get a little bit older before you introduce Black Cat into the MCU, but I would really like to see Black Cat in the MCU. I, we haven't, we haven't even seen a live adaptation of Black Cat yet, there was a Felicia Hardy in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, but she wasn't suited up or anything, and she didn't even have white hair, so it wasn't really the Felicia Hardy that we wanted to have, um, although she was in The Amazing Spider-Man games, but that doesn't really count, but, so there's, uh, so Kevin Feige, um, his quote was, um, you, you know, he was talking about how he was excited to be able to continue Spider-Man's journey in the MCU, and how he's a influential character, um, to a lot of people, and then he came to some specific information, uh, saying that Sony is are with or are with Sony creating and developing their own, uh, s- uh Spider-Verse, uh, or Spider-Verse, um, that you don't know uh, what, surprises are in store for the future um, or that the future might hold something along those lines and that can mean three different things in my mind one the mcu spider-man will be the one in the venom and spidey verse movies that are created by sony meaning the mcu and sony's marvel movies are connected or it could mean that spider-man and the MCU will be connected, uh, and the MCU will be connected with uh, the Sony Marvel stuff through the multiverse. Or they're just going to make two different Spider Man universes where Tom Holland plays Spider Man in both, and they will not cross paths at all, meaning you won't have the MCU have anything to do with Venom, and Venom will have nothing to do with the MCU. They'll just be two different Cinematic universes going on that are just using Tom Holland as the actor for Spider-Man. While they are two completely different Spider-Men. So, there's three different options. The option, obviously, I would love to have is to have Venom be in the MCU. And all of Sony's movies to be in the MCU. However, that is a big risk on Marvel's part because what if they don't perform well? That's going to damage the Marvel Studios brand. So, the most likely case is either they're going to do a crossover with the multiverse, making them connected, but also not connected, because they'll just do it through the multiverse, or they're just going to have two separate cinematic universes where Tom Holland is playing Spider-Man in both. But, if you think about it realistically, are you going to be able to get Tom Holland to play Spider-Man in two different cinematic universes? Like, imagine how much time it takes to make a film. How is that going to work out between the two studios? Unless they are in talks with each other of how that's going to work. But that's really all I can say for what I personally think um, that Kevin Feige's quote means. Because literally that quote could mean anything. Um, it's kind of vague. It is, I'll be honest with you. It's kind of vague. You, you Really, that quote can really be anything. It could really mean anything. Um, in regards to Spider-Man, but it is very exciting because now they can use Tom Holland, Spider-Man one way or another, rather that be the MCU version or a new version of their own in Venom. So I get to see Venom and Tom Holland and Tom Hardy and, and Tom Holland, uh, Tom, the Toms, um, cross, uh, cross over with each other, which will be pretty cool. And, and, and that's what I've wanted. Um, it's just, do I want it to be the MCU version or Sony's new Spider-Man? So, that's just ultimately what it comes down to. But we're gonna get those two to cross over. You know that's gonna happen. There's no denying that's gonna happen. Um, but yeah, so, it's a very, uh, good and cool information. Um, but now, I wanna talk about the big part and and why this is a big deal and should be Marvel's, like, catch of breath. Now, granted, while Spider-Man is only signed on in the deal for a single Spider-Man movie to end his trilogy and to possibly close his arc in the MCU of transitioning from teenager to adult, it could also be about, um... It could also be about, uh... And then, obviously, having him in another Avengers movie, um... The... They could expand the contract, is what I was trying to say. I just couldn't. For some reason, they had a brain fart. Um, but yeah, so the contract uh, can get um, expanded and um, lengthened for more movies, uh, solo movies and team-up movies, which they probably will do down the line, because let's be honest here, Sony can't stand to Disney with the amount of money, and without Disney and Marvel's help with Spider-Man, their studio will close within five, or their, or Sony Entertainment, their, their movie production side will close within five years. Meaning Scream Gems and all that shit is going to all be bought out. People are going to be losing their jobs left and right. Like, Sony's going to lose Spider-Man because somebody's going to buy them out. So so Sony's probably going to be in this deal with Marvel for either a very long time, or they may not stop the partnership. I guess that really goes on how well um, their communication goes and how well the movies perform. Um, but, like I said, Sony, um, they... Are, they did the right thing by coming back, but I don't think it was Sony's fault. I still think it was Disney's. It's just the fact that Disney has so much more leverage because they are worth more and they have more money than Sony does by a long shot that they're can, that they not the ones that really have to play ball. It's, it's Sony that has to appease them or, or figure out a, how to work for them because it's either work with them or their studio's gone within five years. Or studios are gone in five years. Um, but, yeah, so when it comes to this whole situation, like, Spider-Man Far From Home, um, is Spider-Man's first billion, over billion dollar movie. It even beat Captain Marvel, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think, I think it beat Captain Marvel, box office-wise. So, it's a big deal, um, Spider-Man Far From Home is, is, it's a pretty big deal, um, and it really shows the power that Spider-Man has, because now Spider-Man is a billion-dollar franchise, and it's legitimately above Captain Marvel, and within within a good amount of storytelling and a few more movies, Spider-Man could make more money than Black Panther, and that would be something, wouldn't it? Or did Captain Marvel make more than Black Panther? Regardless of which made more, Spider-Man can be the best solo film made of all time, money-wise, Because Spider-Man has the most influential name. Because if, let's think about the MCU right now, right? Okay, if without Spider-Man, let's say the deal didn't go through and Sony was taking Spider-Man back for good, even if they were going to get sold out in five years, as of right now, how much damage could be done to Marvel Studios? Well, let's look. Captain Marvel only did well because it was coming out before Endgame. The movie was eh, even the critics who were trying to defend the movie to hell and back, Only got it to a 70-something on Rotten Tomatoes. And the fans completely dissed on it with like a 40 or 50 or even 60. Something like that. It wasn't good, though. Um, And out of the MCU, there were rumors going around saying that Marvel doesn't have confidence in Captain Marvel. Which I can see that being a true statement. But it's not a statement. It's a rumor. But I can believe it because, let's be honest here, if you were to put a Captain Marvel movie out right now... I bet you nobody would really show up to see it. I mean, obviously a lot of people would, but in the grand scheme of things, a lot of people wouldn't really show up to see the movie. It would be a very low... um, It would make very little money. It's not a very profitable character. It's not a very profitable franchise due to the fact that, A, how Brie Larson portrays the character, but just the fact that her own movie was just... It was dull, the fact that it centered around the most dullest part of the movie, her, it just wasn't It just wasn't good. Um, but like I said, with the build-up to Endgame, and people thinking they needed to know her character and that it would play a big role into Endgame, which it really didn't. Um, that is kind of why people went to see it. It was a mixture of, like, I have to know this what this character's like, or I have to know the whole MCU story because I'm an MCU buff, or it was a fact of, you know, just... You know, getting to know the character and what in her importance for Endgame, which really she wasn't. She was barely in Endgame at all and barely did anything. Uh, she found, uh, she saved Tony Stark, found Thanos, um, tried to bring the gauntlet back to uh, Ant Man so they could return the stones and got punched by the Power Stone. She didn't really do that much. I liked her better in Endgame, but that was probably because I saw her less. In all honesty, but at least when she was on screen, she wasn't a complete cocky bastard like in her own fucking movie, which really pissed me off because it's like a hero isn't supposed to be a cocky, overly confident person. They're supposed to question morality, things that they do, regret some of the things that they do, regret some of the decisions they made in the past that put them in the position that they are in in the present. Captain Marvel's just like, nah, I'm just badass and I kick everybody's ass because I'm powerful. And that's really it. There's nothing to her character. There's no layers of regret or, uh, you know, sacrifice and everything. Because legitimately, her movie was based upon, I was a woman, nobody thought I could do it, and then I did it. And and yeah, while that's a great woman power, like, sentiment and, and, and movie archetype, um, it's not a superhero um movie. Like if we were if this movie was for a female empowerment movie and that's what it and, and if that's what it was, that would make sense. But this wasn't a female empowerment movie. This was a superhero movie leading up to the that leading up to the movie that would be the greatest Avengers film of all time box office wise and kind of critically wise maybe it's not exactly the best but it's up there um and think whatever you want about endgame because there are some parts that people really did complain about mainly like thor and the hulk which i can agree with even though i'm not a huge fan of either of those characters um it's just the fact that captain marvel is just her character in her own movie was just dull and while my teacher, uh, who's also a big uh, nerd like I am with Marvel, and, and she's also, I believe, DC too, but I'm just all Marvel, um, Captain Marvel's character isn't really that famous. Her comic got, like, redone so many times. Um, nobody really bought it. Nobody really cares about the character. Um, I mean, a lot of people do, but, like, compared to all the other characters, like, it's, it really doesn't even compare. Especially when we're talking about Spider Man, because Spider Man makes the most merchandise out of every superhero that exists. Batman might have the biggest fan base over Spider Man, but Spider Man makes m- more money than Batman does, and that's just due to the fact that Spider Man has so much power with the with the people. Captain Marvel's not relatable. Spider Man is. Spider Man, while yes, being a very you know mobile, sticky wall-crawling crime fighter who can dodge bullets and use high-tech equipment and legit face death in the face as a teenager and be okay. He's still dealing with teenage problems, nervousness with relationships, school, working, family, friends, dealing with what we all deal with now and all of you teenagers know and whoever and everybody else was teenagers at one point, so they know it was stressful. But just imagine crime fighting on top of that risking your life, almost dying, getting killed and coming back, that's just a lot, and it's a lot to relate to, especially since it's a kid, Captain Marvel, on the other hand, is just this overpowered, like, powerhouse, Captain Marvel belongs in the cosmic realm, for a reason, Spider-Man is the Earth hero, for a reason. Because there's a lot of talk of splitting the Avengers up. Having your cosmic Avengers, which are like the most powerful um, in the universe, to take on, like, for instance, uh, Galactus. Which is, uh, I believe, Galactus was confirmed to be the next big bad of the MCU and they're building up to him like Thanos. Um, but the fact that Spider-Man, let's be honest with you, versus Galactus isn't going to be a really a fight compared to Captain Marvel versus Galactus. That would be... More of a fight. Um, and the thing is with um, the MCU, you got to realize is like I said, Spider Man will always be my favorite character, but the MCU has Spider Man leading the Earth crew of the Avengers. Spider Man is the next Iron Man. When it comes to the mantle, he is the next Iron Man. He is that next big face. Of the MCU, not Captain Marvel. Black Widow, in my opinion, could have been a face of the MCU. She really needed that movie before she died. And Kevin Feige did want to do that movie, but the problem was Disney did not want to do the movie. And since they were bought by Disney once they introduced her, because Disney bought them out before Iron Man 2's production, I believe, went or uh, started. And Disney told Feige and basically said, this is what we want to set up for the Avengers movie. Because, for those of you who don't know, I believe Iron Man 2 was before the Avengers. So it went from Iron Man 2 to the Avengers. Because Iron Man 2 had Nick Fury and Natasha Romanoff, or Romanoff. And that would also be known as Black Widow. Black Widow should have had a movie way before um, Captain Marvel did. And like I said, you can have female characters lead the MCU. You just need the right female characters. Riri Williams, no. Captain Marvel, no. They're gonna come out with She Hulk, maybe. Black Widow leading the MCU, especially on the girl side, yes. Scarlet Witch, yes. Once you start bringing in like the you know the uh, Fantastic Four and mainly the X Men. You have a huge X-Men library now that you have to work with. Like, you have female characters that can. The top two that I think of are Scarlet Witch and Black Widow because they're the two that have been around longer than everybody else and they kind of deserve that spotlight. If there's going to be any female leading the MCU going forward, those two would be the ones before Captain Marvel. But we know in our minds that it can't be um, Black Widow, because Black Widow's dead. But, um, Scarlet Witch can. Scarlet Witch can be the female leading the MCU, and Spider-Man can be the male that leads the MCU. While Spider-Man isn't the most powerful Avenger, power doesn't mean anything in leadership. Spider-Man is like Tony. In a lot of ways where he's made mistakes, but he's doing it young rather than Tony, who's been making mistakes his whole life from him being young, immature to an adult. He realized he was selling weapons and it was to terrorists and he put a stop to it. He put a stop to manufacturing w- weapons because it was the right thing to do. Spider-Man gave his glasses, Tony's glasses, which, by the way, for those of you who didn't see um, Far From Home spoilers, controlled killer drones that can shoot people with missiles, machine guns, flamethrowers, and sonic blasts. I'm pretty sure that was the thing. Using the Incredible Hulk. Maybe that's not the exact term or definition, but yeah. They were killer drones from space. And he had full control over them because of glasses. And he gave it to Mysterio, the guy that created the barf technology from Civil War. Legit got jealous at the name. And, um, and, and how it was dis- his life's work was disgraced. And then he went on to, um, Get the glasses and murder people and make him look himself look like a hero. In my opinion, I don't think Mysterio is even close to one of the best villains in the MCU. He's not really that great. There's not really much to Mysterio. Not really. Like Jake Gyllenhaal played the role well, but but fucking dude, the Vulture is by far a much better villain. I like the Vulture. I love the Vulture. But Mysterio was not the villain. He, like when I went into the movie, I was like, Mysterio can't live up to Michael Keaton's Vulture. Like Michael Keaton's Vulture was just so much better. But Spider-Man's movies overall are very good. They're funny. They're lighthearted. They're they're supposed to be. They're ground-level, they're ground-level hero movies. And now that Daredevil can like and there's a lot of talk right now about Daredevil being in Spider-Man 3 because with the Marvel Netflix deal with that Jeff Loeb did. With Netflix, and by the way, Jeff Loeb is the guy that is a part of Marvel Entertainment. Because Marvel Studios and Marvel Entertainment are two different things. Marvel Entertainment deals with the TV side of things. Like Cloak and Dagger. Dealing with things like the Marvel Netflix shows. Dealing with the Hulu shows. I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is what's on Hulu. He deals with all that stuff. Feige deals with the movies. And Jeff Loeb and Feige, everybody's been talking about. Ha- um, having the interest to bringing Daredevil into the MCU once that deal, that contract time where they can't use the characters is up. Because when the deal ended about a year ago um, with Daredevil uh, after season three and all the Marvel Netflix shows after Punisher season two and Jessica Jones season three aired, they started taking all the Marvel Netflix shows off. It, not off Netflix, but off in the sense of like being new productions. There was no more new productions of those characters. But Jeff Loeb and and uh, Kevin Feige have discussed about bringing Daredevil. As of right now, Daredevil is the only one that has been mentioned about bringing him into the MCU into movies. Mainly team-up movies. um, And having it being played by Charlie Cox. Because if it's not played by Charlie Cox, I'm going to fucking bust some walls. Because Charlie Cox is the Daredevil. Daredevil is like my Spider-Man of the MCU daredevil in my opinion is definitely one of my top heroes like in my top five um he's probably like number three it probably would go spider-man iron man uh daredevil then captain america um and then after that really i don't have a list those are just the ones i know that i like as my top four but i love daredevil daredevil was an amazing netflix show i watched all the seasons I still got to watch Punisher season 2. I really I really got to do that. I got to watch Jessica Jones season 3. Um I've watched every um every Marvel Netflix show except for Luke Cage. No, I've seen all the Luke Cage seasons. I've seen both of those except for Jessica Jones season 3 and Punisher season 2. Those are the only things I need to catch up on and I will. But that's all that I'm missing out on as of right now. Um but If they were going to bring Matt Murdock into the MCU, Spider-Man needs a lawyer. Now that his identity's been revealed and he's been framed for the murder of many people because of Mysterio, he's going to need a lawyer. Why not bring in Matt Murdock? Because by the time that Spider-Man movie is out and going into production, that deal with Netflix... Uh, like the time they can't use those characters will be up meaning they can now use daredevil and put him into that movie and they don't even need to suit him up like they don't need to have spider-man and daredevil team up they could have charlie cox suit up as daredevil but i don't think they would do that i think they would just bring charlie cox in as his lawyer and be like hi my name's matt i'm an attorney and you know i'm here to be your public defender you're a kid, you don't have money, and you know that would make a lot of sense because that's what matt and and Foggy and all of them do they basically help people that don't have money um and after Daredevil season three, I'm pretty sure Matt could do it all by himself um and that's just the thing like it would be it it makes the most sense because spider man's gonna need a lawyer there's no way he's getting out of this just scot free um And the best way to do it is to bring Daredevil into it. Now, like I said, not a lot of people are going to know about Daredevil because not nearly as many people watch the Netflix shows as they did the movies. But for those of us who have we will be very excited going into the movie because we're going to have that easter egg there. It's going to be an easter egg because not everybody's going to know about it, but once they introduce Daredevil as a mainstream movie character and stuff, and then they start to hear about the Netflix shows, they're going to be able to witness the origins of Daredevil. So I'm very I'm very excited to see what the MCU has in store for Spider-Man, Daredevil, but... With the fact of this new deal with Sony, they can do so much with Spider-Man now. They can either decide to do two different cinematic universes that have nothing to do with each other, but they both use Tom Holland, they could bring in both universes and make them connected through the multiverse, or they could just connect them straight up on the main Earth without the multiverse involved. But in my opinion, I don't think that's what's going to happen, because let's be honest here, Venom has already happened, events have happened in that movie that didn't really acknowledge anything in the MCU, and the MCU didn't acknowledge anything in Venom. So, to know if the movies take place in the same universe would really kind of be complicated after that, because then you'd have to, in Venom and all the Sony movies, you'd have to mention about the snap, and then the blip, and then, you know, you just have to mention all of that shit. And really, that's not going to be easy to do. So the best way to do it would either just make two separate, um, you know, universes that use Tom Holland in them or connect them through the multiverse. Because then, since it would be a different Earth, you wouldn't need to, you know, have the snap and everything happen. It could just be something entirely on its own. Um, So in my opinion, it works. I think it works out completely fine. Um, but at least now I'm, I'm happy. I have Spider-Man in the MCU and I get to continue his journey there and I get to watch Venom and Spider-Man team up or fight against each other in Tom Hardy's incarnation. And that's great. Cause I loved Venom. It was a fun movie. Like I said, Venom was by no means at all a movie for story, but it was definitely a movie to watch just to have fun, just to watch a fun, funny superhero movie. It's like watching Deadpool, except you know, it's not Deadpool, it's not breaking the fourth wall, um, but yeah, um, there's just a lot of good things about Marvel, and, and, and with what's coming down the pipeline, um, Spider-Man wise, like, like I said, Spider-Man is Marvel's saving grace, because the Eternals, let's see how that does, because not a lot of people know about the Eternals. I never really cared for them in the comics. Let me be honest with you. I read maybe one Eternals comic in my entire life because it was that boring to me. I've read Spider-Man page in, page out because I enjoyed it. I've read a lot of comics, but the Eternals, not really one of them. Blade. I mean, Marvel Studios announced Blade. And I believe I talked about this a while ago, but dude, Blade is like the shit. Like, if you want any MCU movie to get dark, Blade is where you do it. If they do Blade, which means vampires exist in the MCU, by the way, so for those of you who are like, oh, Marvel was superheroes and stuff, there's vampires. Vampires. Oh, yeah. And I know a lot of people are giving shit about Mashallah Ali being casted as Blade. Because A, people want Wesley Snipes, but B, because he played Cottonmouth in Luke Cage, and Luke Cage, um, the Netflix show, is, or series, is connected to the MCU. Literally connected. And people are like, how the fuck does that work? Well, Mariah Dillard, the girl that played from Luke Cage, was in Captain America Civil War as somebody completely else in the beginning, Talking to Tony Stark about her dead son from Sokovia, apparently they dropped a building on him during that movie, which, you know, we wouldn't know till Civil War, because how the fuck are you gonna know about that? Um, So yeah, they already have done that, so I don't see why they can't. It's not really something that bothers me, it's such a minor thing, because Cottonmouth, first of all, wasn't somebody you saw on screen all the time, It wasn't in multiple seasons, um, even though Luke Cage only had a two-season run, it's not really a big deal to me, you know, it's not really a big deal that these characters are on a journey, um, but the journey isn't long enough for me to really give a shit, like, Mariah Diller was in a few seasons, but at the same time, like, her character was so insignificant in Civil War, you could just say that the bitch legitimately changed her name, or that, you know, that she had a twin sister or something, or a doppelganger, like, there's so many fucking things you could go off of, um, with that, but like I said, with with Spider Man in the MCU, um, and just like like I said, they got some projects like Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. I'm in Black Widow. I'm in Blade. I'm in. But everything else, like mm, I don't know, like Disney. We'll see. We'll see how everything's rated and, and what's going on. But right now, I think the MCU doesn't have anything. Spider Man. They have him, and that's really it. Out of every movie that I want to see 100%, Spider-Man is really only the only thing I care about. It's a lot easier to follow the MCU when it's just movies. But now that I gotta go and watch TV shows and subscribe to Disney Plus, Plus, to w- and by the way, I'm not going to buy subscriptions to keep watching these shows repeatedly. I will buy a subscription, binge watch an entire season of something, and be done with it, And never watch it again. Or I will buy it on DVD or some shit. So I own it. But I will refuse. To continue to pay a subscription service. To watch the same shit over and over again. Because that's a waste of money. That's why you buy a movie. So you have it forever. And you can continue to watch it. Time and time again. Spider-Man Far From Home. One of those perfect examples. Um, bought it, because I'm going to watch it time and time again. But that's really all I have to say about this this podcast. I just wanted to talk. I know it's like 30 minutes long, but literally I've been sitting here for hours trying to get this podcast finished. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to talk a little bit about the deal and some of the things that uh, were talked about um, the quote that Kevin Feige said, and what I thought it meant, um, but we really won't know until we start to hear things come out by, from Variety, or The Hollywood Reporter, or from Comic Book Cast 2, which is somebody who I follow every day with some breaking news about something, so I, I will know about it, and, and like I said, guys, I, I'm really busy with school, and sports right now, that I don't really have the time to just come home and, and do a podcast like I haven't even been working out and normally I love to work out but I don't even have time to do that right now and I'm just tired of shit so probably until soccer ends I will not work out or if I feel like I really have to to, to start doing stuff I will but like if I don't have to and I don't feel like I'm that out of shape I won't do it until soccer's over because I'll just have so much more time when soccer's done to just work out and do all that stuff but it's the same thing with podcasts. I just don't have time to do it like I used to. I'll I'll occasionally have a night where I can just sit down and and talk about stuff, but you know, you got to have the energy to do that too because the amount of information that I have to get and then relay to you guys is just insane. And remembering sources like there used to be days where I would sit down for hours and research information double check it make sure that it's all legit before I came onto a podcast and told you guys about news and there were some times where I would have to hope for the best that it was good because I didn't have a clear source because the person I was hearing it from didn't give a clear source but of course I would state that but I would just hope it wouldn't come back and bite me in the ass but It's very hard. I love doing PC boys for you guys. And I know David and Kevin have not been around for many podcasts now. And really it saddens me because we used to have such great conversations about everything. And now it's just we don't have a block where we can just sit down and talk with each other. It's just it's really disheartening because I really love talking with them. Me, David, and Kevin, we all still talk about comic books and everything and um, the movies and what's going on. We just we don't talk about it on the podcast because we just don't have the time to or the places to. Like even if we had the time, we just don't have privacy in the school anymore to just do it because after school David is working all the time. I work on the weekends, you know. There's not really a time where we can even after school hours just get everybody together to podcast because everybody's busy doing something at some point. Um and it's just really upsetting, but I'm very excited because you know, I w- will continue to give you guys information and talk to you guys um because I've already had feedback where some people say David and Kevin just you know they aren't like me uh I guess in the sense of like talking about facts and and stuff like and just like the knowledge aspect of it where a lot of the time like Kevin will I've had people say that Kevin stutters too much or that he um he doesn't explain the information like I do like it comes out like a fucking garden hose but remember at PC Boys, we all got different opinions. We all will talk and talk about information differently. While, yes, some people may prefer me over other, or some of the other guys or the other guys over me, it doesn't really matter to me. As long as you guys are getting the information that we are trying to relay to you, that's all that matters. Um, but Spider-Man being back in the MCU was a big deal for a lot of people. Not just me, but for everybody. Like The internet went fucking crazy when it came back. They went crazy when he left. So, you know, it's it's just an important topic to talk about, um, in my opinion. And that's why I'm doing it, because that's what I want to do. And I love to, to do the podcast for you guys. It's just finding the time to be able to sit down and do it. Like, I don't have a studio or anything that I do these podcasts on. I just grab my phone, get on the app, and start recording. And when I'm done recording... I'm just like, I feel successful, I feel like I've done something good, and now it's time to go find information for the next podcast to talk to you guys about, and I do, I will make myself a studio at some point, but I gotta clear out the spare bedroom, or I gotta clean out my room and make a little section, and get a little desk, get my laptop on it, and, uh, you know, just get a lamp or something and just make a just a little workspace for for the podcast Um, and get a blue Yeti mic definitely so I can podcast through the laptop and I just have better sound quality but that's that's all I got for you guys tonight Um, I will keep um, listening to more about the Spider-Man details as they come out and see exactly what the plans are between Sony and Marvel to either incorporate two different universes as connected or separate universes so, just stay in tune for that. Doom Annihilation has come out today, by the way, um, and I'm hearing a lot of mixed things about it. Um, some people are saying it's 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 really good for a straight to DVD or sh- uh, straight to home video release, and uh, there's some people out there that are like, I don't I don't really like it. But like I said, until I watch it, which I'm gonna buy it, so I gotta hope that it's somewhat decent. Um, it's it's just it's gonna be a little rough because. First of all, I got to find it. I didn't see it at Walmart today, so they might have it in within the next week or so. Um, it might take them a little bit because it is a straight to video release. Um and we'll just we'll see what happens. But thank you very much for, you know, still being here and supporting me and and you know, trying to get the podcast back to where it used to be. I don't expect everything to be as good as it used to be back, especially when we first started. It's just the fact that, you know, now we kind of have to do things last minute or we have to do things very spaced out. Like PC boys, we used to have a very consistent upload schedule, like on specific days we'd upload or we would, you know, send out a message to the page saying we can't upload today because here's why. Um, but now we, ju- we don't have a schedule. We, we don't have po- a podcast schedule because there's not always going to be something to talk about. And that's the thing, because while, yes, there may be, there may either be there might not be enough to cover for a group discussion or there just might be a little too much to talk about that there's not enough time to talk about it. In those cases, though, we can split them up into segments and discuss them day after day, um, segment by segment, until we eventually get through them all. But it's a lot of hard work. It's more work on top of what I already have going on for school with broadcast and with reading and everything else. But I'm going to do my best to keep the podcast rolling uh, as smooth and as frequent as I can. It just depends on when I get time to do research. And like I said, I'm in school right now. It's not like I do this podcast for a job. I do it as a hobby. I do it because I love to talk about video games, movies, um, the industry, because like I have knowledge of this stuff, and I like to share it with people. And not everybody that lives around me or that is in my life really knows what I'm talking about or cares about what I'm talking about. So I try to reach an audience that does care and is interested in hearing about it. It's just very um, hard at times because, like I said, if I don't got the time to do the research and everything. So it's not going to work. But I've been rambling enough. It's been a 40-minute podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Stay tuned for the next one. We'll probably end up talking about Doom Annihilation, like I said. And we'll catch you all in the next one.